Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. And a good Monday afternoon. Good to be with you. Sunny. What'd you say the temperature was there, Dan? It's 50 degrees here. 50 degrees. All right, right on. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and call this uh, third spring. (laughs) Is that what? In the 14 (laughs) seasons of the Midwest weather. It's starting to feel almost normal for the middle of December. (laughs) I haven't seen a meme like that in a long time, but I feel like instead of 14, we're now up to like 15, 16. (laughs) There's a lot of seasons here in the Midwest. I'm not really sure what's going on right now. I mean, how many days are there in a month? There's 31 in this one. Hmm. It's a season every day. Uh, So the Golden Globe nominations are out. Uh, Dan, I think you had a story about this just a minute ago. Uh, Here are your best drama movie nominees. Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and The Zone of Interest. I've only heard of a couple of those. Yeah, so have I. Uh, Best Movie Musical or Comedy, Air? Um, I did see Air. I didn't consider that a comedy, and it sure as hell wasn't a musical. A lot of singing basketball players? Um, America, no. American Fiction, Barbie, okay, uh, The Holdovers, May, December, and Poor Things. Okay. I will say this is the first year in a couple of years that there have been multiple movies that I have been dying to see. I didn't go see them, but I've actually been interested in going to see them, which like I feel Oppen- like has not been the thing. Like Oppenheimer? Yeah, Oppenheimer. I, I, did, I, I never did see Oppenheimer. I have no interest to see Barbie, but no. uh, The Killers of a Flower Moon looks interesting. That's the one with um, Leonardo DiCaprio in it, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Anatomy of a Fall. I I feel like I should know that movie, but I don't. Yeah, I have no idea. And and then, of course, Maestro. That's got, uh, I think, Bradley Cooper's in that one. But, yeah, Hollywood's back, baby. Yeah. Of course, Barbie and uh, Oppenheimer took home the most nominations. Uh, the 81st Golden Globe Awards will be the first major broadcast of awards season with a new home on CBS. Okay, great. Okay. A story here from Fox 4. A Kansas City, Kansas man is facing upgraded charges, including second-degree murder, in a hit-and-run crash in Shawnee that sadly claimed the life of a 9-year-old child. The Johnson County DA's office has now charged 25-year-old Matthew Jacobo with second-degree murder, failure to stop at a crash, 
and possession of a firearm under the influence. Uh, police say Jacobo allegedly left the scene of the wreck, where prosecutors allege he was driving drunk. Uh, this story. I mean, it just gets worse and worse and worse the further you read. Uh, Jacobo was originally charged with DUI, aggravated battery, and failure to stop, but the charges were amended Monday, today, after nine-year-old Nolan uh, Davidson died from the crash. Uh, police are arranging funeral, check that family is arranging funeral services uh, for the nine-year-old boy. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, everybody's against drunk driving yeah, I, I, and killing I, I, nine-year-old boys. I, I, so I, I, don't I, I don't know what, what else add. to say. I, I don't know what else to say. It is interesting to me, though, that the upgraded charges did not mention the DUI charge, but I can't imagine they get rid of that, considering he was allegedly driving under the influence. Mm -hmm. Second-degree murder. Hit and run. Oh. A story here from the New York Post. Uh, British Airways is coming under fire after the company told its female flight attendants that they needed Oh boy. <laughs> I love it when you pause and chuckle. That they needed to wear white bras because new blouses recently issued by the airline are nearly see-through. Okay. Company staffers who were reportedly embarrassed by questions from passengers about their undergarments chafed at the directive from management. Uh, quoting here, undergarments should be plain white or nude with no lace patterns or writing. Oh, God. So now they're going to tell you what you get to wear under your uniform. According to company guidance, the existence of which was first reported by the Sun in England, when the airline's flight attendants union objected, the company removed the guidance, according to reports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to see that one coming. <laughs> according to a statement from the British Airline Stewards and Stewardesses Association, the eagle eyes amongst you have noticed that the underwear standard that was somehow to be applied to female ground staff and cabin crew has mysteriously, but thankfully, disappeared. That we even had to raise this issue at all, begs belief. Now, something tells me they didn't issue the paper-thin white blouses mm -hmm. uh, in an effort to cover up the flight attendants more. So what did they expect to happen? What are you suggesting, Sam? Well, you know, more scantily clad, potentially more revealing, considering the fact that you can now see their skin tone through their blouse. Uh, you're also going to be able to see whatever bra it is they are wearing. Why would they issue blouses that are so thin? Uh, to what I was just alluding, I don't think mm -hmm. they did it to cover them up more. Mm -hmm. I and see. if you're not covering them up more, you are then revealing them more. Not quite a nudist speech, but... Right. Uh, Illinois, State, Illinois State University has apologized after at least one of its fans was accused of hurling racial slurs at a black player from Norfolk State University during a basketball game on Saturday, leading to a confrontation between the team's coaches. The Norfolk State Spartans were ahead of the Illinois State Redbirds in the second half when the broadcast crew pointed out that one or two fans were making, quote, idiotic comments that were of a racial nature. Uh, the broadcasters added that Jamari Thomas of Norfolk State, a historically black university, was seen exchanging words with at least one fan before being reprimanded by an official. 
Okay, what is with the heckling? And I'm going to go squirrel here a little bit, sure. but kind of keep it on target. Uh, so we talked about the Chiefs game last hour mm-hmm. and the wonderful calls towards the end of the game there. Uh, I may or may not have partaken in the FYR chants that were going on. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it was it was the mood. We were all very angry. We were all very upset. There had been a number of calls that the crowd didn't agree with. However, as the refs were leaving the field, this cat... I don't know, five, ten rows ahead of me, and I was pretty – I showed you where my seats were. I, I was blessed. I was pretty close you to the good, field. You, you had good seats. Yeah. As the refs were heading toward the tunnel, this man took a – what appeared to be pretty much full, tall can of Bud Light and gave it the old Tom Brady Hail Mary toward the refs. Oh. Oh. Spewing beer the whole time because it was open. Uh, and – Thankfully, did not hit any of the refs, but did manage to hit a unsuspecting Chiefs fan who was in the front row next to the tunnel in the face. Why would? Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I, I understand the anger towards the refs. I understand the anger toward a game. But why? Why did we decide that we need to put ourselves into it? And as a crowd mm-hmm. chanting "FYR," yeah. that's one thing. But when you start throwing things or you start hurling. Racial slurs, which was not something that happened at the game last night. But if you're throwing a 24-ounce Bud Light can with 22 ounces of beer in it. Hold on. Did anybody say anything to him? uh, I I turned and walked away because I did not want to be even remotely accused of being the one Mm. throwing it because this guy was directly in front Mm. of me. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Sam Stevie III, Michael Mackey coming in at 4 o'clock. My name is Scott here on KMBZ. Did you see uh, Shohei Atani is leaving the Angels? He's going to the Dodgers. Oh, is that confirmed? Yes. Ten years, $700 million. He doesn't even need to move. No. Nope. Keep your apartment. Oh, man. Um, and, and CBS News is breaking down that contract. Uh, it is not the richest sports contract ever. Uh, that would go to Cristiano Ronaldo who makes $214 million a year. <laughs> ridiculous. A, a year. Absolutely ridiculous. Signed a 2.5-year, $536 million contract with Saudi Arabia's Al Nasser team. Oh, that's right. This isn't even with his no. typical no. teams that he has been with in the so, past. So this is with that Saudi Arabian right. soccer team. That doesn't uh, actually exist yet. <laughs> he gets $215 million a year. Wow. Patrick Mahomes gets $45 million a year. And he keeps taking pay cuts so we can get better players and still lose football games. Okay, uh, uh, moving on. Soccer player Kareem Bazima also makes $214 million a year as the captain of the Al-Itiad team. Okay. So, Scott, you remember a couple of months ago, uh, the state of Kansas, in their efforts to get rid of the current plate design well it wasn't the plate design that was the issue it was the embossed letters on the plates that officials said lost 50 percent of the reflectivity uh in the first five years or whatever anyway through that effort to get rid of the embossed plate design and get a flat print on demand design they decided well why not come up with a new plate design and you remember what the plate design was that they came up with it looked dangerously like it was a mizzou plate yeah so they called it a wheat gold which is just a really fancy way to say yellow. 
right. uh, with a midnight blue bar across the top and stars on either side of the number to the stars on the bottom. It, it, it was largely a black and gold license plate. It right. looked like Mizzou. It was hideous. Uh, everybody hated it. Oh, yeah. Okay. We ripped it to shreds here on this program. And days later, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly said, all right, fine. I hear you. You hate the plate design. We'll give you some other options. Well, right. they just dropped the five new plate designs today that Kansans will be allowed to vote on. Uh, the hideous one that everyone hated is one of the five. Oh, it's still in the mix. So they've only dropped four new plate designs. Uh, the oh. <laughs> the two of the other two or two of the other four plate designs include the midnight blue bar across the top with wheat gold Kansas lettering. But instead of the wheat gold being the rest of the plate, it is a uh, ombre from white to a blue. So it, it slowly transitions from white so, to so blue let, with wheat on either side of the number. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, what's up? So the, the current plates, the, the reason that they need to get rid of them is because the lettering and the numbers are... Um, Their argument is that they're hard to read. And the complaint is not the flat print-on version because right now there are two in circulation, the flat print-on version and the raised letter embossed plates. Okay, so let's say we go with the flat letter and and number, okay? Which I've I've seen these, those plates are already in circulation. Yeah, that's what you get now if you go. What's wrong with the current design? That I don't know. I, I like the current design. Which is why we had people texting in on the text line the last time we talked about this saying that it's just a money grab because I can't imagine they're just going to give you the new plate design for free. But then again, right. why are they rolling out a new design altogether? It's something that happens in states over time. They, I, I, they eventually I, shift their plate design. Well, but if, if, it, if it was a money grab, you would just go to the flat letter and number anyway. And just make them pay for the new one. And yeah. People, when, when they go to renew their 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 plates would have to buy the new ones anyway. Because my, my, my plates currently have the raised letters and numbers, right? Right. So if, if it's a money grab, you'll, you'll get my money the next time I go in to renew my plates anyway. But, but I like the design of the new plates. I don't understand why we have to go to this potentially black and yellow plate design. That, well, something tells me that that hates. one is not going to be selected of well, the five no, that have been dropped. Not. No, it's not. But <laughs> seems like a very lazy right. way to fill out their five new designs and, and, requirement. And where where does one go to vote? Uh, there is a link on this KNBC Nine News story. Uh, where where does the link take you? And are they going to abide by the vote? Is it, it is scientific? The Kansas license plate design website. Okay. Which is a bunch of letters that I'm not going to read off. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you can select the design that you want. Uh, they all just have two of the stars across the bottom. So they didn't really add much variation outside of they got rid of the blue and yellow design, which they're still claiming is blue and yellow, not black and yellow, okay, it, it is, despite the fact it, it that it is, looks black and it yellow. It is black and yellow. Yeah. That is not blue. And it's hideous. And, and I, don't, I don't know who said it last week. I don't know if it was Dana. Uh, somebody said it looks kind of like the old New York State license plates. That's exactly what it looks like. And it's hideous. I, I don't understand why we have to change the plate. I don't even know why this is controversial. Just leave it alone. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Joe in Olathe. Joe, what's up, man? 
Hey, good afternoon, Scott. Glad to hear your voice, sir. Good to be heard. Thank you very much. Uh, listen, I have the uh, the raised letter plates, and I and they peel off, and I just took them in to get them replaced at DMV. So I've got the new flat ones. Uh, the state doesn't charge to replace those embossed ones. So maybe that's why they want to do the new design to pick up some income there. But if you take in the raised ones, uh, there's no charge to replace them. They'll just give you a new plate right there on the spot. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, man. Hey, Joe, do appreciate the call. Thank you for it. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Michael Mackey coming uh, in at 4 o'clock this afternoon. He is Sam Stevie the Third. My name is Scott Parks. Hey, don't forget to check out the Danian Parks podcast. Available anytime you want, anywhere you go. Just go to kmbz.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Ah, one of my favorite people on the planet has showed his face here in our studio. (laughs) Shalom. Shalom. Shalom, and happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to to you, my friend. To those who celebrate. Yes. Yes. I just just got here, just ran in, sort of a little discombobulated. I need to get my bearings. (laughs) Okay. Need to get my bearings. Yeah, you got your Starbucks. Uh huh. Got my Starbucks. Got your computer. I got my computer. I got Sam Starbucks. It's going to be a good day. You look very festive in your green sweater. <clears throat> so there is a story here. So this shameless plug, this uh, sweater is called the 1989, and it is a. It's I got it at J Crew, <clears throat> and it was literally based on their Calnex sweater from 1989, which. I went downstairs into the archives because I never get rid of anything, J. Crew, and lo and behold, there's my original 1989 cowl neck sweater in mint blue. So I'm going to wear that later this week. It'll this- still fit you even though you got it in junior high? Okay. I was an infant. I believe in 89 he was in elementary school. I oh, was gotcha. A to- I was a toddler and they had crew kids. <laughs> I got my crew kids. So, uh, Did they so, have yeah. that in six months? <laughs> small, medium, large. So I was very excited when I saw this, and I was like, you know what? That looks just like the sweater. And then you read the description, and it was like, cold from our collection of late 1988. So, so, so this sweater is designed after a real sweater that they had in 1989. And the sweater is actually called the 1989. 1989. Right. And let me yeah. tell you, it is identical. It is 
And, and oh, you, look, Dan is looking. Do you love my – Dan has seen the sweater, and Dan approves. Dan is giving me a golf so, clap. So you still have the blue sweater – that you bought in 1989. Yes, I have literally never gotten rid of, unless it's worn out or has become threadbare, I've never gotten rid of a single article of clothing from J. Crew because they're timeless and classic and expensive. Expensive. And if I'm thin, I can fit into them. So, <laughs> are, are you one of those who refuses to throw out clothing because I can get down to that weight again? Oh, yeah. I have. Small, medium, large, extra large, jumbo, block out the sun, and I'm not really sure what's past that. But, like, I could, yeah, I, every day. Oldest piece of clothing you still own. Go. Uh, The 1989 sweater, for sure. Wow. I also have, I also found a, um, uh, what was the, Boys in the Hood? There was a movie, Boys in the Hood. Didn't that come out in, like, 90? Yeah, 90, 91. <clears throat> so yeah. I feel like Cuba Gooding Jr. wore had a vest in there that I coveted. Like I remember seeing that movie and I was like, that's okay. a really cool vest. And I searched endlessly and found it. And I still have that vest. I, I still have a pair of basketball shorts that I bought in Italy, in Rome, in 1998. Eight? And I, I wore them to work once. And everybody made fun of me for them. Why? Because they're kind of like a mix between blue and purple. Blurple? And, uh, yeah. And clearly I was painting in them one day because there's a little bit of paint on them. Okay. And and, and I, I don't know. Maybe they're just too short. But I remember wearing them like six months ago to work. And, and people made fun of me. Well, you already dress super casual. And so if it's going to be super casual attire, it needs to be classy super casual attire. Like paint spots. It's just no, no it's good. It's too much. It's, just, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. You're degrading yourself, and we can't have it. <laughs> can't. I just can't. Um, you know, it tis the season. You haven't worn your, what's the ensemble, Sam, that you always? Serbian mob boss. Serbian, oh, my God. Where is Serbian mob boss? He did, I he did wear the Serbian tracksuit, uh, yeah. Serbian gangster did track it once suit. last week. Once last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, I have an embarrass- embarrassing story to share. Okay. Um, my family was hitting me up for a Christmas list, and I have had these Adidas soccer pants since I was a sophomore in high school. I don't know how I acquired them, but I've been wearing them since I was a sophomore in high school. And I spent probably 20 minutes trying to figure out what those stupid pants were called because I ripped a hole in them and I want a new pair for Christmas. And after making fun of you and your Serbian track suit, I didn't think to look up track pants. Oh. I spent 20 minutes. That's what they are. To figure out. Adidas track pants. But they were track pants. Adidas. Yeah. Adidas. What? You know, I have to commend all three of you because you, the three of you nerds, always go out of your way to get the best, the most thoughtful, considerate, personalized, the quintessential gifts for each other every holiday season. Mm-hmm. And it it just, it warms the cockles of my heart. Wow. It does. I still have my candle from my very first Christmas on the Dana and Parks program that says, and I quote, light this when Sam farts. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, that really one, that one, notwithstanding, <laughs> um, was that during your flatulence era? Like, what was that all about? Oh, the flatulence era never dies. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you should. Okay. Anyway. We, we got you a candle that says light when Sam farts. Uh, yeah, it is still sitting behind me. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um. 
I did indeed pass gas one day, and I did indeed light it. And boss told me that I can't have an open flame in the <laughs> no, studio. No, you cannot have an open flame in the studio. Well, so bless. it now stays unlit. <laughs> uh, every time that Dana gives me a gift, I have to brace myself because inevitably it is something that makes me ugly Oprah cry. She is three for three. Oh, she's the, good. She's in the good. ugly Oprah cry department. And uh, so every time she said, oh, I got you a little something, you know, in her, you know. See, Dana, Dana is hit or miss with me sometimes. Oh. Um, one of the best gifts she ever gave me. Yes. And I, I still have it. I put it up in Sarah's bedroom, even though Sarah doesn't live at the house. Uh, she had a friend of hers paint my old house in Roland Park and put Stella out front sitting in the front yard and everything, and it's super cute. And she got this, you know, it was a painting of my old house in Ropo. She got it framed, and it's very nice. But then one year, and, and she, I think she was drunk, um, she was at some bar, and there was a guy painting. Sam, do you remember this one, the Prince painting? Oh, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> she had this guy paint Prince. Uh-huh. And, and and it's very abstract and it, it's very good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know where I would put it. So she got me this beautiful canvas of prints. Uh-huh. And it just sits in a closet right now. Because I, I don't know I don't know where to put well, it. Well, I mean, I feel like you could start a prince cave next no. to the kiss cave. Why? Because as we all know, out of the three people on this show, you're the only one to have seen Prince in concert live in Germany. Was Germany right? Right. Okay. And I saw him here in the states too. Oh well, you're the only one who's seen him live. You that, never saw Prince live? No. That oh. it, that was my that was literally that's the when people ask that question, who's the one performer that you've always wanted to see that you look everything? Prince. Full stop. Uh, by the way, from the text line, oh, Michael Mackey used notwithstanding in the proper context. What? How is it notwithstandingly not used? Uh, Dana called Scott out during the week of Thanksgiving because he kept saying your family notwithstanding, uh, which is almost the correct context, but it's still up it, in the air. It's been, a hair I, splitter. I, I should have said the feelings for your family notwithstanding. That's correct. Oh, right. All right. Inside joke. Sorry. Inside baseball. Well, well we, outside we, joke, we were, we, we were, we were walking up to gratitude Wednesday yes. and I said the, the feelings for your family notwithstanding. No, I said your family notwithstanding and the proper English would have been, the feelings for your family notwithstanding. And so now anytime we have a chance to use the word Not properly, oh, correct, we I, use it. That's funny because I didn't know that story. I just happened to randomly pepper that in. Your love for that word notwithstanding. My love for that word notwithstanding. Okay. I cannot, um, I, okay, I'll try and pepper that in the rest of the show. I don't know if I can, but it's a good thing. Uh, did you hear the news? Like, I literally squealed out loud at approximately 10 a.m. today when a certain email hit my inbox about a certain concert that is forthcoming oh. <laughs> to the Kansas City metropolitan area. You're very excited. I am very excited, and I think we should talk about that concert when we get back. And, and who would it be? Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, my gosh. I love Sarah McLaughlin. I'll have to tell you my Sarah McLaughlin story when we get back. I, I didn't know that one had a Sarah McLaughlin story. You have to clear your throat during her last name? That, that's just proper pronunciation. Gotcha. That's how she pronounces it. It's 
she's Canadian. Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> um, yes, Sarah McLaughlin was my very first celebrity interview ever. Really? Yes. I did well, not know this. Like in a concert, like like professional, like go to the venue. Sit down. Sit, yes. Get out your microphone. And very professional interview. Very professional. I bombed so bad. In your interview with Sarah McLaughlin. I cannot even tell you how poorly I did because I slipped into Chris Farley mode. I don't know what happened. Oh, no. Oh, it was awful because I was a giant My fan. God. Oh, yeah. It was horrific. And I was like, was it like when I interviewed Melissa Etheridge? Kind of. Yeah. You, but I was more tongue tied. Like I said things like, do you, do you remember that one time that you were <laughs> awesome? You were awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and by the end, oh gosh, no. Ick. No. Do you remember that one time that you, you were made awesome? Us all think of dead puppies. Do you remember that one time? I don't think that this campaign had come out when I interviewed her. Remember that one time I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning and your commercial was on TV? And it made me cry. And all I thought about were dead puppies. But she's coming to Starlight in either June or July, and tickets go on sale Friday, and you can bet your bippy that I will be in line to get tickets. Go ahead, Does she play that song in concert? Yes, of course. But it's, it's her, fum- when we come back, we're going to come back with, it's her 30th anniversary Fumbling Towards Ecstasy tour, and when we come back in the break, I would like you to play something from that particular album, and not that godforsaken. <laughs> <laughs> not the Dead Puppy song? No, not the Dead what, Puppy what, song. What does it sound like? <laughs> and I, I'm sorry to besmirch, uh, denigrate, I'm sorry to denigrate Sarah McLaughlin, but... No, oh, <laughs> stop. It's Ugh. so bad. It's so bad. I'll I'll pick something a little bit more upbeat when we come back. I promise. Sarah McLaughlin at Starlight next summer. All right. So what is your Sarah McLaughlin story? Um so I was working, I got my first radio gig at KKDM 107.5, KKDM the dot <laughs> okay. in Des Moines. And she was coming, I don't remember where she was coming, probably Vets Auditorium, I don't remember. No, it was up in Ames. So we drove to Ames. It was a whole big deal. And I'm new, new, new. Like, I don't know how I got this interview, don't care. I was, but I was like, oh, it's, you guys, it's terrible. And I was maybe 24-ish. I don't know. Anyway, so I get up there. She breezes out, very ethereal. I think she might have been floating. I definitely know that she wasn't walking on the ground because she is Sarah McLaughlin. And And you're a big fan. And I'm a big fan. And she walked up to me and she was like, Michael, hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. And (laughs) she sounded just like that. Michael, hi. Michael, hi. Michael, hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. And my tongue swelled oh, no. to 50 times its normal size. And I legit, while we were recording, I said, that. <laughs> what? that. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I lost my ever-loving mind. I had notes in front of me of the questions I was going to ask because I knew that I was going to be And nervous. this is your first big mm-hmm. professional mm-hmm. interview. 
And it lasted all of probably four <laughs> minutes, maybe, because oh, I Michael. couldn't. It was horrific. And then at I some point, so I watched Sarah McLaughlin look at her watch. Oh, oh no. No. And then she didn't she, even try to hide it? No. And then she sort of held her watch up to her mouth, like, like this. Like so up. you could see it. So, yeah. And I think, I think, I'm not sure because she had her hand covering her mouth, but I think she said, security. <laughs> oh, it was one of those new age Apple watches back in the day. I don't know what. I don't. I, all I know is that the security guards came in and they were like, thank you for your time. Oh, yeah, it was that. You're not kidding. No. You think she might have said into her watch security? I, I She, like, leaned into her. Like, she, yeah, like. He, this guy's a weirdo. Yeah, get me out of here. Like, I need an exit plan now. So, this true story. Oh, so, today, Michael, I'm so sorry. when I saw that she was coming, I immediately emailed her publicist, her manager, all the people which hopefully under a different name, which, right? Yeah. I no, hope so. Well, <laughs> let's let's hope that they're not the same people that they were 30 years ago because I'm duped. But uh, I will redeem. I will rally and redeem myself. You are the king of getting interviews. I hey. So w- w- if you get an interview with Sarah when McLaughlin, when I get an interview, what's your first question? Do, do you remember that one time? Do you remember that one time? <laughs> I, you, were in, in, uh, you were in Des Moines, and <laughs> I was a weirdo. <laughs> I will bring that up at the very end after after I have nailed said interview, and I'll be like, I just want you to know that you were my worst interview ever. Not you personally. No, I was, it, it was. I was. It was my you, worst performance. Right. I was the worst interview ever. So <laughs> as yeah. she was walking out with her security, did she turn around and say, "I will remember you"? She no, she did not. It was, she floated out. And, and, and in how her, in her <laughs> And as she floated out, how many security is required to remove Sarah McLaughlin from an interview with Michael Mack? There was only one, and he did not appear to, he was not, he was not, he didn't appear to be dangerous. Like, I probably could have taken him, but then I went, I went and I got to go to the concert, which I got to go for free. What was, what was the best question you asked Sarah McLaughlin? Um, During that interview, what makes you so awesome? <laughs> it was something I. I s- <laughs> that's that's what she's gonna <laughs> sing when when I finally get her on the horn. She's gonna say, "Yes, Sarah, I do remember you." Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think I swear to You're God, uncomfortable right now yeah. remembering it. Yes. I do. I swear to God hurts, and Jesus. It? Yeah, I swear to God and Jesus and baby Jesus that <laughs> I actually said so. Canada, huh? <laughs> oh God, no! What if she sees you and turns and runs? She, <laughs> she will not. I will be wearing dark sunglasses, a fake mustache, and a wig, so she doesn't. Quick, quick, quick break for the news. Dan Weinbaum has that coming up in two minutes. Will here, Sarah McLaughlin remember me here on Dana's at eleven? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at kmbz.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 